Hello, you're listening to Choosing Power. My name is Elena and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is a good one, but it's also, it might be a little bit triggering, but I don't know. I think you're going to learn something regardless. So I know I do because I kind of had to learn this lesson one more time kind of recently, but that's besides the point. So basically, I'm going to be talking about who do you surround yourself with? Now, before I really get into this topic, I want to make something very, very clear that when I'm talking about these people, I want you to keep in mind that I am talking about people that you have control over their presence in your life. What I mean by that is if you live with narcissistic people and you don't have the means to leave right now and you're not leaving anytime soon, I don't want you to apply too much of what I say to that. I mean, you definitely could apply what is fitting in the situation, but I also don't want anyone making their lives harder than they need to be and creating more tension, especially if there already is a lot of tension in that sort of situation. So I'm mostly talking about people that can come and go out of your life and not have access to you at home is what I'm trying to tell you. So I'm most likely talking about friends or people that you don't live with, basically. Now that my over-explaining is out of the way, we're going to jump right in. So to begin, I am a firm, 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 firm believer in the fact that what you believe is what you attract. That can apply to literally anything, anything that you can think of, it can apply to. And for this episode, I'm talking about people. And it's likely that if you've dealt with or are dealing with a narcissist and or narcissistic abuse, it's pretty likely that your self-esteem is pretty low, your self-worth is pretty low, or you feel that your self-worth is pretty low. And you don't think highly of yourself. So when you have that type of mindset and you see yourself a certain way, it's pretty likely that you end up attracting people that are similar to that narcissist or people that see you in that same sort of way. And obviously, those two can be separate or together, but it's likely that the people that you're attracting will see you in that same light as not worthy and take advantage of you depending on the situation and in different ways, of course. And another part of that issue is because you are so used to certain characteristics and behavior of a narcissist and are used to narcissistic abuse, it's likely that you attract these people, but you also feel safe with these people and you kind of seek them out because you feel comfortable with them. And this is all obviously very subconscious. It's not like you have those thoughts explicitly. So If I'm saying this and you're kind of getting triggered because you're like, oh shit, like I already know exactly who you're talking about, that's fine. Like, don't beat yourself up over it. If you did think of someone though that you know, like, who I would be talking about in your life specifically, I mean, definitely take note of it. And then by the end of this episode, you could have more of an idea of where to go from there and what happens next with that person in your life. And of course, I'm going to give you some of my personal examples because I learned through examples, so I'm going to give examples. So my last two years of high school, I ended up transferring to the local public school where I lived. And 
I have never been to a public school, so it's likely that these people have known each other for years, like maybe since they were kids or even if people came to the school later. Basically, everyone knew everyone for a long time, right? So I come to this school as a junior and I'm definitely an outsider to say the least. But because I was an outsider, it was pretty easy to see the same similar pattern in a lot of the people that I was in circles with. And one circle of girls that I would hang out with the first time I was there, very, very miserable, always had something to say about any and everyone. And it was always like this vibe of, I'm better than you type of thing. And... It was just a very low vibrational energy, like not something I really cared to be around. And it didn't last long, I'll tell you that much. And then into my senior year and after high school, I had another group of friends that in the beginning, they definitely served a good purpose. And I did learn a lot of things in that circle that I did want in friends. But then as the years were progressing and obviously we're leaving high school, we're in college, some of us, some of us weren't in college, whatever life events were going on, everyone's life was so different. So we were all having different things happen in our lives. And a few years later, I started working somewhere and I had met people that were good friends of mine for a while. And it was the same concept, like I was still in college and obviously everyone is at a different point of their lives regardless. So I had a couple different friends and friend groups, to say the least. With the first friend group, I was starting to notice this weird dynamic in the friend group. And more specifically was that we were constantly bonding over suffering. And it's definitely one thing to be able to vent to your friend and have that sort of space to do that. And especially if you do have a friend group, where you could do that in a healthy way, that's amazing. But I think the problem with this friend group was that it wasn't in a healthy way and we were specifically focusing on the fact that we were suffering. Like we always thought that we were suffering. We would go on and on about how our life is so hard and later it was starting to get worse and it kind of looked like people were having this competition of I have it harder than anyone else in the group. And then there was a bit of this feeling of people feeling like they need to stay friends with these people in this group, even though they're not even being treated right, whether it's verbally, whether it's through their actions. I tried expressing that I didn't like what I was seeing and basically was shut down immediately So I ended up taking a step back and trying to keep the friends that didn't make me feel this way involved in my life. But me keeping these certain people in my life and watching them get walked all over by other people, the same people that I was noticing a pattern with, and the friends that I wanted to keep close basically letting themselves get walked all over, I really couldn't watch that and be a part of that and just be a bystander. Because I would speak up and say something, but... I can't be there and try to give you advice and help you with something that you don't even want to fix clearly because you know what to do, but you're not doing it. And then going into the friends that I had met at my job a couple years later, it was the same thing of talking in circles about 
how hard my life is, how hard X, Y, and Z is, and how my life just sucks, and so on and so on. And it's specifically frustrating because a lot of the things that people were complaining about were things that can be changed. And I'm not saying like a slow change. I'm saying something that could happen within a couple weeks type of change. I don't know if this was a pattern for me and kind of like what I was surrounding myself with, but I was seeing this pattern with people in my life, whether they were there for a couple years, whether they were there for a little bit or constantly jumping in and out of my life. I was seeing this same pattern of constantly being miserable, self-sabotaging, and almost doing it to make themselves a martyr. And what I mean by a martyr is they're continuously suffering and basically choosing to suffer, but doing it so that they can complain about it and get some type of recognition for all the hard work they do and all the things that they have to deal with when Bitch, a lot of that shit was optional. You do not have to suffer. You don't go through life and get a fucking badge for suffering when the suffering is optional. I'm being very general just because some of the situations are very specific and I don't want anyone like knowing who I'm talking about because that's not exactly the point. But the point is that I was seeing this pattern nonstop of people continuously choosing to suffer And in a weird way, looking for outside validation for suffering when it's optional. So I'm seeing this pattern over the years and I basically had to decide, do I want this energy in my life? And more importantly, like, am I showing up like that? Am I choosing to suffer? Am I complaining about shit that I could easily fix? And I think I had mentioned in the first episode about mirrors, how people in your life, what they're showing you, you can either mirror back to them or you can use them as a mirror and learn from them. So I'm seeing this pattern and I'm kind of like, yuck. Like I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to choose suffering. And some of the things that I've dealt with in my life were not optional, that's for sure. So how can I change my perspective but before I could really change my perspective I have these people in my close-knit circle it's gonna be kind of hard for me to change my perspective and keep that type of energy in my circle so I'm gonna be trying to level up and these people are not gonna like it I'm likely gonna get attacked for it or judged or whatever the situation is but All I know is that they're going to either try to bring me down with them or I could make a very hard decision and step away from people like that. And this can look like some space or this could be a dramatic cutoff if that's necessary. And especially if these people are narcissistic, I probably would recommend like completely cutting off that energy especially because if they are narcissistic and you have experienced some sort of narcissistic abuse from a person it's pretty likely that they're going to do everything in their power to keep you around especially if they are taking advantage of you and you decide that you're not available for that anymore and if that is the case too you should be prepared for literally anything and do anything in your power to completely cut that person out whether that's a friend, 
a family member, a significant other, you got to do what you got to do. And if we're not talking about someone that's necessarily narcissistic, but you do have to cut them out, I mean, by no means am I trying to talk shit about these people, especially if they weren't exactly narcissistic. I did learn a lot of things from the friends and people that were in my life, whether they are kind of in my life right now at a distance or they're not in my life at all. I did definitely see glimpses of things that I want in my future, whether that's in a friend or I guess a significant other, anyone really in a tight circle, like traits that I do want in my life moving forward. But I also had to recognize that when I was voicing my concerns of what I wanted in a friend to these people and I was getting shut down and my cup wasn't being filled, I needed to step away because at the end of the day, there are people out there that are going to fill your cup and they're going to want to fill your cup happily and you would be able to do the same for them. And it's really hard to accept that some people no matter how much you love them and no matter how much they love you, if you're seeing that type of pattern and you're kind of filling them up and they're not filling you back the same way that you are them, they probably don't have the capacity to love you the way that you love them. And that's kind of what I needed to learn was that I have all this love to give and the people that I had in that moment had no capacity to do the same for me. So... I really try to focus on the things that I do want in a friend and I I guess one thing lately that has really kept me going to throughout life and all the life changes is that I know even if it's not in my present life right now I know I will have people in my life that are going to fill my cup and fulfill my needs and I'm going to be able to do the same thing for them and it's going to be coming from a place out of love and not out of a place of codependency or anything that feels conditional. And at the end of the day, I do wish those people, no matter how they exited my life and when they did, I do wish them the best. Like It's not like I would ever wish anything bad upon them and it took a lot for me to stop resenting them and stop feeling so much anger towards them and connect to empathy because they just don't have the capacity to be what I need them to be. And who knows, maybe they fill other people's cups. Maybe they learned how to fill each other's cups. I can't think of another phrase. And I just love that phrase, honestly, because it's just an easier concept to understand. But if you have someone in your life that is not fulfilling your need as a friend, as a partner, as a family member, however way that fits to your life. You don't need to have them in your life. You don't need to have them close. If you want to put them at a distance, do that, especially if that's best for your mental and spiritual health. If you need to completely cut them off, so be it. Don't feel sorry. And the hardest part of the lesson, which By no means am I saying that you shouldn't be angry, that you shouldn't be sad. I do advise that you feel your feels, whether you cry yourself to sleep for hours, whether you're angry in a safe way, express your anger. I definitely don't connect to toxic positivity. 
I don't believe in that rainbows and butterflies bullshit. I definitely get angry too and I do get sad. But the hardest part is connecting to your worth and connecting to what you deserve and seeing people for who they are and what they're showing you and having the strength and confidence to step away because that is not what you need or it's not an energy that you want to connect to and and know that what you want and what you deserve is out there even if it's not present in your life at this very moment. Obviously this can't all happen overnight but I will say that once you start setting some boundaries and cutting off who you need to cut off you will likely start to see a shift in your energy, a shift in your thoughts, and you're not going to be connected to those low energy or miserable thoughts anymore. And you're going to have a little more clarity on steps in your life that you're going to be taking next without that type of influence. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you aren't already, please make sure that you're following me on Instagram at choosingpower. If you absolutely loved this episode, please screenshot and share on socials, on Instagram, and tag me. I would love to see what you guys thought. And if you aren't already, please make sure that you're following on whatever platform you're listening to this podcast on. And otherwise, I will see you soon. Bye.